This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, we're looking at the intersection between old and new technology, from the cars we drive to the plants that manufacture them. All this and more coming up. The Android operating system you're familiar with on your phone is now making its way into cars. Brian Cooley tells us how. First, Renault Nissan announced they would transition their cars to using Android. Then Volvo announced the same. Fiat Chrysler and late last year General Motors as well. What's going on here? This is much more than a car that runs Android Auto, the tech that projects your phone onto the car's screen. These new announcements mean Android will be the operating software that the cabin tech is running on. That will, of course, include Google services like Maps, Messages, Media, and more without you even having a phone. You just log your car into Google. Now, there's no way to describe this other than a major coup, which Apple so far has no answer for. Though most or all of these coming Google-powered cars will still run Apple CarPlay to project your phone onto the car's screen. But for Google to become the roots of so many cars' cabin tech is a fundamental role in the auto industry. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. Speaking of cars, Tesla is in expansion mode. Jeff Gilbert has more. Tesla's actually making money now. They added a billion in cash and have fixed many of their production problems. They also have new plants coming online in China and Europe. CEO Elon Musk says the Model Y utility is coming off the assembly line and the unique Cybertruck is on track. We try to build a product that is superior in every way without any preconceptions of how such a product should look. Tesla's also facing competitive challenges as other luxury car makers bring electric vehicles to market. With the Car Chronicles, I'm Jeff Gilbert, CBS News. Here in Northeast Ohio, something new for small manufacturers. New innovation centers in Cleveland and Canton from the Magnet Manufacturing Advocacy and Growth Network. President and CEO Ethan Karp tells us what you'll find there. Everything from a collaborative robot that can work right next to you and do repetitive tasks so you can work on things more with your brain, to artificial intelligence that helps predict when a machine might need to be maintenanced or before it breaks to goggles that you can look and train three-dimensionally right in front of you when there's not actually something there through augmented reality. These are all technologies and tools that are available today for small manufacturers. And that is our story is how can we help a small manufacturer touch and feel these technologies so that they can pull them into their own company and add those jobs that are well-paying and family-sustaining. So when people come into this new center, is it just designed for them to see what's available, or can they actually hands-on work with this new equipment or these new robots, et cetera? We would love people to see and touch and feel and then buy it for themselves, but we also have engineers that design products and machines. If the company doesn't have that available to them, then we can support them in implementing these technologies or creating new products out of these technologies. So it can be both a touch and feel and see as well as a do 
at our facility. So let's say that I am a small business and I've been doing things a certain way for a very long time, but now I want to go to the next level. I can come in there and talk to somebody on your staff and they can maybe help me design a new process for my plant, for example. Absolutely. New process for your plant, new efficiency for your plant, new machine for a new product, design a new product from scratch, figure out how to market that product and get it out into the world. These are the types of supports that our small companies that, mind you, comprise 90% of all of our manufacturing in the region are under 100 employees. So small and medium-sized businesses are the backbone of our economy. These are the types of supports that those smaller companies may not have on staff, but really do need access to. Tell me, how can Magnet afford to do this kind of work? Are you a nonprofit? Are you supported by the government in terms of some grants and funding? How does that work? It's both federal money, it's local money from the actual companies we're doing work with. And then many times local philanthropy will put in dollars to have an extra thing done. So for example, we are heavily engaged in the workforce skills shortage that is so apparent. And it is the, uh, we just released a survey actually of 670 manufacturers and their top two issues were needing to adopt this technology faster than they are doing. And then secondly, finding the people 60% of them can't grow today because they cannot find the people that they need to actually do this skilled work. Let's say that I was a company and I was looking for a new way to do something and I were to come to your new innovation center. What is it exactly that you could (laughs) offer me there? Would you teach me something or show me something or consult with me? How would that all work? We customize everything. You would come to us or we would come to you with an expert in whatever it was that you were struggling with or thinking about. If it was generally technology, we would have an expert to guide you through in our space. What are the technologies you need to be thinking about? If it's something more process related or something that is more marketing and sales related, we would have that expert on staff to consult with you and help you figure out what it is that you could do, whether it's with us or one of the many other resources like our wonderful training facilities and our wonderful community colleges and universities. If you're not a manufacturer listening to this, to take away, it's that the future of manufacturing is super bright. It drives half of our economy. And as these new technologies lift up every company, making them bright, shiny, technology-infused places, The jobs that are available today in manufacturing that already pay better than most jobs and have true career trajectory are going to lift people up as they get those jobs. Our economy will continue to run on manufacturing, and I'm excited personally for what that's going to look like as the technology plus the people come together. You know, it's interesting because probably a lot of people, when they think about manufacturing and the Midwest, and then they, in their minds, they go rust belt, old-fashioned factories. That isn't necessarily the case anymore, right? I would like people to view us as the technology belt. Rust belt is a term that's often thrown around. It is not today's manufacturing. A hundred percent manufacturing has evolved to places that you can literally eat off the floor. Now, are all of them like that today? No, absolutely not. But the ones that are going to win in the future, 
the ones that are going to be here in 10 years ago, 10 years from now are the ones that invest not only in the technologies that make them there, but people like me want to work in a place like that. So it's investing in the culture to be wonderful places to work that is also a part of that changing mentality that goes from dark, dirty, dangerous to something that is bright and shiny and new and frankly, quite unexpected. As you drive around all these buildings, you think maybe they produce something there, they manufacture. People are quietly making, doing, and creating some amazing things in Northeast Ohio that you would never know about. I think a lot of people, when they think of technology, they think of software. They don't necessarily think of physical goods. So maybe this is a way to get people to expand their view of what technology is. It's absolutely physical goods. Technology is also the software. Another one of these technologies is connecting the machines. Internet of things is the buzzword you might hear. Inside the shop floor, let's say you had 10 machines and they were all the same machine. And if I knew exactly how fast they were running, when they were on, at the exact time, then I could tell why is machine number seven running 10% slower? And I can go fix that issue. And now I am producing more, faster, and better inside my company. That's a technology that uses software to analyze the data coming off of those machines. So it's the hard physical machine, the software, and then it's about people because you can't just say machine seven is down 10%. A person has to go figure out why and how. So it's this beautiful combination of all of these pieces, which is what makes manufacturing so exciting today. That was Ethan Karp, who's president and CEO of Magnet. To find out more, visit their website, manufacturingsuccess.org. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at waki.net.